This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Southern Comfort, the bayou has its own law, and they just broke it. Shut up! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Piss Drunk Hotlanta. And I'm not Titus, I'm Troy. Troy! And we watched a movie this week. I don't have to drive home from Chris's house so I can have all the shots of bourbon that I want to drink in my own garage. Fair enough. At about five. Only five. (laughs) I've got a couple of my cups, so it's cool. Yeah. But this week we watched Southern Comfort, as uh, suggested by the ghost of Vern Gagne. The That's wrestling a bad liquor to drink, though. I don't much care for Southern Comfort. Yeah. Fun fact about Vern Gagne: he was a uh, a wrestling promoter in Minnesota who discovered Terry Hogan before the WWE or WWF snatched him away. Terry Hulk Hogan. Yes. It's like Terry Bola or something like that. No. Hogan's not his real last name. I know. But I don't think it's... I don't think Ebola is his last name either. Not Ebola. (laughs) Shit. Bola. (laughs) I used to... I had a teacher named Derbala. Maybe he's related to her. That tracks. Yeah. But anyway, thank you, Vern Gagne and your ghost for suggesting us a movie. And for supporting us on Patreon, we do appreciate that. Yeah, from beyond the grave, apparently. Yeah, I mean that's like ghost coin. No, I was I was frighteningly right. It's Terry Jean Bola. There you go. Well, I'm glad we got the part where you're right about something out of the way quick. Yeah, man, <laughs> I knew Hulk Hogan's name. What's up? <laughs> that's his, relevant to the podcast ever. With his skullet. Yes, skull it. Yeah. So, what Chris, would you like here? to would you like to tell us about this movie, Chris? Nah. No. Nah. We just nah. Gonna, we're just going to discuss uh, pro wrestling for the rest of the episode. Yeah, let's okay. swerve. Welcome to Pro Wrestling Princess. I mean, honestly, though, Powers Booth is kind of a wrestling name. Yeah, I what can see it. What kind of does a booth have, though? Uh, it can take tickets. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah. Uh, it can also take well, your I mean, photo. You can take tickets if you put them in them. It can take your photo. It can stop you from driving on roads. Photo. I could overpower them and take their photo away from them. Then it would be my photo and I've taken their photo. It'll take your money and let you drive on roads. I could take their money and drive on roads. They used to contain telephones. Yeah, telephones. Sometimes you can get a phone with that, too. You can turn into a superhero inside of them. One of them killed a president. Oh, shit. One of them did kill a president. What? John Wilkes Booth. 
shot President Lincoln. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah? Please entertain us with your conspiracy theory regarding Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing. I just don't know about that. Oh. Go to Brett's website, Blandemic, and uh, it will explain to you all about the Booth Lincoln endemic. I, that's not real. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh. So the movie, the beginning. Oh, beginning, right. I'll start there. John Amplis. Et cetera. So uh, we meet up with a group of National Guardsmen. Hey, read the book. I am. Weekend Warriors. You're trying to. And they're uh, in the bayou in Louisiana. They're going to go on some kind of maneuvers. Right, but they're but they're also like warming up. Like they have like a live fire exercise that some dude just walks through the middle of, and somehow does not get shot. Yeah, a lot of blanks in this movie. Well, yes, because we find out later that all of their guns are loaded with blanks, and they they use that to scare the the sergeant Sergeant Casper, or as Brett likes to call him, Farva. Why Farva? Because he looks like fucking Farva from Super Troopers. Oh, I haven't seen Super Troopers. That's why I would not know that. Uh, I, I mean, know. why not? I just never had the urge. It's, a, it's pretty good. I don't know. You didn't like Freddy Got Fingered, so I don't really know what comedies to tell you to watch. Freddy Got Fingered was okay. I wasn't like... I, the trailers for it repulsed Freddy me. Freddy Got but... Fingered is life. Freddy Got Fingered okay is not okay for that movie. The movie is beautiful. I mean, compared to what, compared to the trailers, Freddy Got Finger turned out to be a masterpiece because those trailers made me never want to watch that movie ever. I don't know that I've ever watched the trailer for Freddy Got Fingered. Well, it features the daddy, would you like a sausage bit? That's That's, not really a highlight. I like it when you can see inside of Harlan Wilson's, uh, or, Harlan Williams kneecap. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I never wanted to watch that movie. I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is way better than I expected. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a instead, we watched Southern comfort as suggested by the ghost of Vern Gagne. Yep. So, in uh, which they, they shoot blanks at each other a lot. Yeah. And that's, and, that's not a, and that's not a euphemism. And we meet up with the squad whose names are unimportant. Well, and also... All about hookers. Oh, um, uh, Keith Carradine's character, he's got the hookers. He's got the hookup with the hookers, and he's got the hookers waiting for him when they get out of the... When they make their way through the swamp to the the rendezvous point, they're going to be anyone rendezvousing anyone with, want a hooker. with some commercial sex workers. Doesn't like a swap hooker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that, that's Keith Carradine. Uh, Spencer, I think, was his character's name. Now, you have to remember, these guys are in military uniforms that say U.S. Army on them, even though they're the Army National Guard. I don't know if that's like there's supposed to be any kind of difference there, but they don't have their uh, last uh, names yeah. on, on their uniforms. Like every <laughs> other 
differences, and there also should be names on uniforms, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there should be. I've never not seen names on uniforms except for this movie, when they're like, eh, we'll go to the Army Surplus store, we'll get some U.S. Army jackets, but we're not going to... Stuff, it's fine. Yeah, we're not going to put their names on. No one's going to want to know their names, especially for the two dudes who look like they just slammed their faces into, like, hunks of granite like three times a day for a year and they look basically the same they're such an elite group you know they don't just want to have their names displayed on their shirts but yeah so there's a navy seals of the national guard the national guards uh uh prairie dogs no they're the stripes of the national guard (laughs) oh so they're the skunks yes um, but yeah, so you have Keith Carradine who plays Spencer, who has the hookup with the commercial sex workers. Uh, you have Powers Booth, who is a chemical engineer when he's not a weekend warrior, and also has trouble like opening his eyes past about half half mast, and just kind of droopy faced in general. So he probably was hitting the uh, skunk weed pretty hard. Um, there's the two guys who look alike are Bowden and Reese, one of which is a football coach. And that's all I can tell you about them. Several, both... people called several people coach throughout this movie. I think Bowden was the coach, but I'm not sure. People were called coach. The blonde guy got called coach and he also called people coach. Okay. Well, one of the two guys who look like they slammed their face into slabs of granite three times a day for a year because their faces were just flat as fuck. Um, one of them was literally a football coach. I don't know which one. Um, there's Poole, who is the staff sergeant in charge of all these yahoos. There's Casper, who is his second in command, and apparently looks like a dude from Super Troopers. There's uh, Token. Uh, yeah. I don't want a large starva. I want a goddamn leader of cola. That looks like spit <laughs> to you. <laughs> Lousy burger punk. Yeah, there's Token. There's Stucky, who has the mach- the like the Token is TK Carter, and he has been in every other movie made since like 1983. Look at yeah. TK Carter, he's pretty great. Yeah. Amazon uh, Women on the Moon, TK Carter is is all you really need to see. Yeah, and Stucky has the like the Stucky. the the bandoliers of of uh, shell of cartridges around his torso. Um, he's an animal mother from Full Metal Jacket. Uh, who else do we have? We have. There's other people I can't remember. Yeah, oh, there's, there's um the bootleg jogleg wasamo. Oh yeah, bootleg jogleg wasamo. Um, there's like one other dude too whose name I can't remember. There's nine of them in total, I think. So there's more, but they're not really that important. Yeah. So they uh they head off on their maneuvers where they're gonna I don't know f- fuck around in a swamp for a while. Well, they're gonna follow a map from point A to point B, but apparently no one bothered to bring a compass. <laughs> compass. It's only thirty-eight kilometers, about twenty-three miles. I mean, why do you need a compass? And they're just, and they're expecting to spend the night in the swamp. Yeah, and they're going with the minimal loadout, and they head off. 
They uh, they come to like a campsite kind of a thing. Looks like trappers were there. There's dead animals. The and, about ten yeah. minutes in, I feel I should mention. Okay, so yeah, so they're they're at this campsite. They're at this campsite, and none of these animals are dressed. Like it's just like they killed them and left all their guts inside of them. Like none of them were field dressed at yeah. all. And I was like. Uh, no, that's not how that would be working because you do not want all that enteric bacteria next to the meat. <laughs> you gotta get them guts out. Yeah. I didn't even know that, that was wrong, so. And to, and to quote someone on a video I once watched of someone's hunt, you have to cut the asshole out. Duh. Yeah. I have a t-shirt that so- says that. Those words are going to stick with me for the rest of my life after having seen. Because one of my, it was one of my friends' dad. One of my t-shirts. It was one of my dad's friends' son's first hunt, and so they they videoed it, and he shot a deer, and then he had to field dress it, and then one of the guys was like, "You gotta cut the asshole out," (laughs) and I will never forget those words for the rest of my life now, and I hope you don't either. I hope I don't forget or remember. So, yeah, but anyway, the problem they're having is that they're supposed to be able to walk from point A to point B, but now there's a large body of water between points A and B that must be from, I don't know, some recent rains or something, or some flooding. The bayou is a fickle mistress. Yeah, like its topography is always changing. It's all woods and swamp. And swampy woods. And they, uh, they find a bunch of canoes... So they decide the best course of action is to just take them, leave a note, like, well, hey, jerks. One you shouldn't ever steal from hunters and trappers because they'll probably hunt and trap you. Well, see, so here's the th- here's their reasoning. There's four canoes. There's nine of them. They can put three guys in a canoe. So they take three of the canoes, leave one canoe behind with a note saying, we're taking your other three canoes to this place bring friends in your other canoe and come get them when uh, when you need them you know yeah. they're they're only like 98% assholes instead of 100% assholes yeah they kind of, i mean they did more than they really needed to they could have just taken them and all right they shouldn't have but they could have well they did but they left a note right that's almost polite almost 98% rude. They could have, like, shit all over, like, physically shit on their camp and then took their canoes and left no note. That would have been worse. I mean, they could have called an airstrike in on the camp, but they did. I mean, yes, there's, they could have done many worse things, but they did steal their canoes. No, I mean, defecate, like, poop all over everything and then just take their canoes, leave no note. I'd rather have an airstrike. I'd rather just have scorched earth and somebody shitting on my pelts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't shit on my pelt, dog. Nah, this is your hill. Yeah, you're, you're by yourself. Feel strongly about his pelts. Yeah. Yeah. This I had no pelt. idea. I don't want you shitting on it. All right, I'll be sure to explode your pelts instead of shit on them. <laughs> explode your Burn pelt. them up. <laughs> that sounds way more sexual than it should be. So yeah, so they grab three of the canoes. Oh, Blow that pelt. And they're about, about two-thirds of the way to the other side of this little body of water. And the trappers show up, and they're all like, hey, that's our stuff. 
and Stucky is like, I have something to say. <laughs> and Stucky's then like, I'm going to spray blanks at these motherfuckers because yep. I'm suicidal. And so they all like, you know, the, the, the trappers hit the dirt because while well, someone is shooting at them, they don't realize it's blanks. Then they stand back up, uh, pull up a rifle and just shoot pool the sergeant right in the head. My note is specifically see you later brains of Sarge pool. Yeah. And right before that, it says ducky make Reese look smart. Yeah. These are my sober notes. Yes, they're more fun to read when I'm drunk. <laughs> and unlike his drunk notes, which are not very fun to read when you're sober, they're bad, dog. They're all vowels. It doesn't make any sense. That's how uh, Old McDonald's Farm is written. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so they get to the other side. Oh no, no, first something. A children's song. Um, Children song. Yeah. And so the uh, the one of the guys in one of the canoes decides the best course of action is to tip the canoe over because uh, apparently you can save the Sarge that way. Yeah. You bring him back to life with the swamp water. Everybody yeah, knows that if there's a gunshot wound, you tip a guy out of a canoe and he's fine. Duh. That's first aid basics. Yeah, Come on, guys. I mean, it's got to be in a swamp. That's stupid. You can't just tip it anywhere. It's got to be in a swamp. I mean, we've all seen Swamp Thing, Chris. We know what happens. We're going to have people dying, Chris. That ain't cool, man. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau will come save you. Yeah. And then, uh, so they all managed to capsize their canoes because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. And they swim their way to the shore, dragging pools and body guard can't work a canoe. Not very, uh, that isn't good. No, basically these guys are on the level with the dudes who dress up in their like faux military clothing and protest on the steps of the, of state houses because they want a fucking haircut. Uh, that's this level of uh, of competency that we're, we're ha- we have in this movie. Just just so people know. I mean, I need a haircut, but I'm just making it everybody else's problem by looking unruly. I don't really complain. I mean, I'm kind of hoping we just stay locked down for long enough for me to grow it into a ponytail. That's my goal. Oh, I'm getting pretty out of control. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm like sporting a couple inches. I know that feels I've brother. Got a slight neck mullet, so I'm I'm ready for a cut. Yeah. I mean I just like a couple more inches to go and I can just start ponytailing this shit. Maybe go for the man I'm bun. Sort of adhesive flammable accelerant. Yeah, what? I mean I think I <laughs> adhesive flammable accelerant. aren't all accelerants flammable? Probably, but you only know if it says it. Well, so you, what you're going to do is get a, can- a canister of Zippo fluid. Oh, no, I just need, like, gasoline and styrofoam. Yeah. that's That makes some nice, uh, sticky, flammable shit. Slick my hair back with it. Poor man's napalm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that from a file I downloaded from the internet that claimed to be the Anarchist Cookbook. There's a documentary about the guy that made that now. He's not very happy with himself. <laughs> Has he smoked too many banana peels? He ate a lot of nutmeg. Ooh, not enough. 
<laughs> Not nearly enough. Mm. So uh, these yahoos are all on the other side now. And uh, they're all shouting like hoot hollering at each other because everyone's freaked out because some dude just got shot. Yeah. Because, you know, like well, the, they can't see the enemy. So that's fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're not real military. That's the issue here. Right, they're essentially like army reserve guys. They're weekend warriors. Right, and they uh, one of them it's brought a box of real bullets. Yeah. yeah. So they all get some real bullets. The Casper, right? He takes charge because he's the next highest ranked. Yeah, he's like a lower ranking, like because I think the first guy I think was a staff sergeant, and so this guy is like a just a sergeant. He's got the stripes. Yeah, he keeps he keeps he keeps you know basically he relies on the fact that he is a higher rank to order people around instead of you know earning their respect. Well, that's how it works in the army, though. Well, presumably he'd be you know a good leader would earn their respect instead of just demanding it. Yeah, but you you're a forced responsibility. If you're out in the shit and you're higher and your superior officer is taken out, whoever's the next higher up guy has no option but to take over responsibility. Very true. So you kind of you have to be an asshole. You have to do it. That's that's just the way things are. Right, but I was just saying he could have done it better. But true. when you're under pressure like that and you're terrified, and don't know what to do. That's oh, I didn't say you're he... not your best. I didn't say he like I didn't say that he should have been better. I said he could have been better. He was not very good at his job for a number of reasons. Let's just blame Chris. That's Reasonable. Stupid. Perfect. Common. It's your fault. You're a I'm, Chris. I mean frequent. So they uh they all start following Casper and they come across uh a shack in the woods. A they trapper's to, cabin. They got to check it out. My notes say found cabin in the woods, red flag and cats. Yeah, and it's a one-armed dude skinning a possum on a stump, which I thought was pretty impressive, actually, that he could skin a possum with only one arm. And that dude was Brian James, who was, um, he was one of the dumb, uh, he was the dumb simulant from, in uh, Blade Runner. And he was also, uh, one of the military guys in the fifth element. True. I like, I saw a guy. I was like, man, he looks fucking familiar. So I looked him up and I was like, Oh shit. It's that guy. Yeah. I like the trapper guy. He was fucking goofy. And well, uh, he's a way better actor than he, than he's usually given credit for. Cause he's completely different character than anything else I've seen him in, in this. And, uh, he only speaks French on account of he's a Cajun. Yeah. And they're trying because to get like, info. Yeah. And they try to get some info out of him, but, you know, nobody speaks well, French. Over one of my favorite little scenes there where uh, Reese had a bunch of ammo and they made him divvy it up. Actually, we didn't gloss over that. Yeah, that was mentioned. We did? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Hold on just a let me get back to this bourbon. Yeah, let let, let uh, Hotlanta get caught up to the to the where we're at. Although they do, uh, but I for some, I, I, 
I love that scene when El Paso, I have his name is El Paso in the notes when he, they're all talking about, they're, they're talking about the ammo for 15, 20 minutes. He's like, oh, I got this knife. He's giving the rifle. Yeah. And, and uh, my notes say, ammo communism, question mark. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Continue. And so they, someone in the group decides that this trapper guy must be one of the guys who shot at them because he's a trapper here. Reasonable. You can't answer many questions with your mouth knocked clear down to your ass. No, not usually. Yeah. If you do, if you do, then you're speaking, then you're talking out of your ass. Yeah, trapper guy That's gets uh, pistol whipped. Or rifle butted, I guess, is probably more accurate. He just got a straight punch to the face. Yeah, butt faced. That was a punch, dog. That's fine. And, uh, but but butt faced, Chris, is the rifle version of being pistol whipped. I like it. And one of the Granite brothers goes in and checks out the place with bootleg John Leguizamo. And there's Dino Might in there. Yeah. And so they're, uh, they tie a uh, old one arm up. Because <laughs> they're going to take him because he's under arrest now, I guess. Yeah. Well, they punch him in the mouth pretty hard, so I think that's how you're under arrest. Yeah, that's how, that's how Brett's been under arrest every time he's been under arrest. I mean, I've never it, been arrested. Oh, okay. I mean, it could be zero times that you've been arrested. I don't know. I've only been in the back of a cop car once, really. And that was fornication, not being arrested. And they threatened to arrest me, but they stopped finding evidence, so they didn't. Uh, well, I was just going to go with you were getting laid back there, but if you want to go into evidence and stuff, that's that's your prerogative. And then, so then yeah. one of the... And then one of the Granite Brothers... Uh, Paints a cross on his chest, like you do, and like you do. Yeah, it was wild, son. He went shell shocked. He's just—he was done. He there, there was nothing else for him to do except for what he had to do. And then he just lights the cabin on fire with like a Molotov cocktail, and yep. walks out. And they're all like, uh, "Dude, did you forget there's fucking dynamite in there?" And then it blows up, and you find out who the who the crew liked and who the crew didn't, because he some people for Sarge. because some people have debris thrown around them, and some people have debris thrown at them. Yeah. So that's that's how my I always figure out who the crew liked and who the crew didn't. So now the everybody uh, not very excited to see his cabin blown up. No, no he he. He was like, Zutalor! Indeed. <laughs> yes, Zutalor. <laughs> so they all, uh, they hoof it out of there. They hear some dogs, and they're like, hey, that's probably a good sign, right? Dogs in the swamp? Dogs are great. We love dogs. The puppies are so cute. And then the... I'd like uh, to go by my notes briefly here. I've got hunting dogs, question mark, probably bad, all caps, not helper dogs. <laughs> Trapper is out, son. Scary ass dogs. That was fucked up. 
Yep, because there's like a bunch of Rottweilers come in. Yep, there's and, like four Rottweilers come popping out the woods and just start biting the fuck out of everybody. And by biting the fuck out of, they attack the forearms of people, <laughs> which are obviously padded. Yeah, yeah I bet they're, I mean, they're trying to subdue them. That's what guard dogs do. That's where they go. They'll drag you oh. down by your arm. Oh, no, no, no. These dogs were 100% well-trained attack dogs. Oh, yeah. Which... Means they were better trained than than swamp hunting dogs would have been. <laughs> they were better trained than the National Guard, Guard soldiers they were attacking. Exactly. <laughs> no, these dogs were very well behaved, like very well trained, and did exactly what they. I mean, I was impressed by those dogs on a like, like they were better actors than some of these guys too, for that matter. That, but yeah, was, so- that was the scene that really that that got me when the dogs came through. I really freaked up started paying attention yeah so the dogs like ripped the shit out of some people's arms including el paso's and and uh one of tokens. the one and tokens arm i think one of the granite brothers gets his arm bitten too uh bowden maybe i can't fucking tell bowden and reese apart so it yeah is, one of those is, two. it is bowden reese is a dick bag bowden is okay is what my notes pretty much tell me so it was bowden that got bit by the dog Bowden and Stucky got bit by the dogs real bad. El Paso did too, but... El Paso is Bowden. Oh, I thought El Paso was Powers Booth's character who was from El Paso, Texas. That's Lonnie Bowden is El Paso. No, Lonnie is El Paso. Bowden is someone completely different. Bowden's one of the Granite Brothers. Names. No, Lonnie is El Paso, who is Powers oh, Booth. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Bowden is one of the Granite Brothers. It's real hard to keep up with the names. Oh, yeah, especially, again, because they're not on their uniforms anywhere. Right. You just have to go... Farva. That's why I kept yeah. getting everyone fucking confused. So they uh they escaped the dogs. And uh, keep not going. And and like and they have like these various bits where they stop and yell at each other. Sarge has to smell awful at this point. Yeah, the whole time they're carrying uh the guys they that got shot. They've been dragging around the corpse for like two days. Yeah. And uh, eventually they run into some literal bear traps. Oh shit! By bear traps, you mean steel pussy? Yes. Do I? Well, it, if you've seen teeth, you do, Chris. Well, that's what the guy said too. He called the guy. He, he called him steel pussy, and then TK said, "What kind of girls do you mess him with?" And that's when my least favorite part of the movie comes in. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Reese is Remo Williams. And now you know. Yeah. Only there's there's no yellow faced Korean people in this movie thankfully the tk gets stabbed by that fucking trap yeah he gets like uh hit by a bunch of like stakes on a that was wild dude he like died staring at the sun that was fucked up yep might he might as well have been staring at the sun that's how i want to go mash mouth lyrics <laughs> out in the swamp staring at the sun <laughs> Uh, he went out like an all-star. Yeah. Hey, now. You're an all-star. <laughs> he got his game on. That's for certain. I, 
I don't know anything else about that song. <laughs> no, so basically it was like a a bunch of stakes that come popping up out of the water and slam into him and he dies. Yeah. So they decide to uh, bury the corpses and bibwhack, I believe, is the term they use for the night. And, uh, and then old uh, El Paso Paint Cross El Paso. goes crazy. Go Paint, Paint Cross guy, the guy that firebombed the shack, he apparently <laughs> loses it. Yeah, he's done, son. He's just shell shocked. His, that's not just from earlier. That's forever. He's done. So he's so Red Cross is his brains is mush. His brain's been shattered. Yes. So they decide to tie him up just for safety reasons. Yeah. Probably for the best of so he doesn't kill everyone. El Paso yeah. is talking about open insurrection. Anybody wants to nominate? Uh, Keith Carradine as the leader, not himself. Yeah. Bone is Red Cross. Bone is the guy that went crazy and blew up the uh, shack. So he's Red Bone's Red Cross then. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Remo Williams. See this. this is why I take notes now. Good luck tying up Bowden. Yeah. So Red, Remo Williams was is the the mushy brained guy. Yeah. Lonnie El, El Paso is Lonnie. I thought I kept thinking that Lonnie's last name was Bowden. No, I think it's Lonnie Harden or something. So uh, I they, also have the Harden in here. Yeah, Harden uh, also says Lonnie is Harden. There you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> Notes. Brett's going to be doing the next uh, Hunt a Killer box for just so people know. So you might not want to sign up for that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Of course you don't. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a murder mystery like box that you get, and you have to like solve the crime based on the clues that you're given and some ciphers and stuff. Oh, thanks for your explanation versus Chris's harassment. I'm going to go back <laughs> and start <with> my whiskey. <laughs> so just remember, people the the key to the next Hunter Killer episode is Lonnie is Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't forget that Chris is a dick bag. <laughs> I don't think we could ever forget that, Brad. Yeah, okay. you bring it up all the time. Yeah. That Chris is a fucking fuck. The code code word is meat whistle. Chowder whistle. <laughs> chowder meat. Meat <laughs> chowder. Oh, we're going to put platter in the cham. Clowder in the chat. You know what clowder is a group of cats? You know, like what? a like a murder of crows and a herd of cattle. It's a clowder of cats. I feel like you're talking out of the side of your neck. I'm talking out of the front of my face, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. No, that's true, actually. Uh, it's not one of the weird factoids that I just make up during the podcast. <laughs> But uh, must be birthplace of a stoplight, Amarillo, Texas. Thank you. Are all stoplights born there? Yes. That's the longest the, running joke that no one gets. There's like the stoplight queen that's there that just constantly birthing stoplights. Yeah, that's 
lie that Chris and I used to collectively tell strangers. <laughs> yeah. We would just tell people that because we thought it was funny that they would believe it because it was believable. I don't know. Well, because of the yellow with the stoplight in Amarillo, Texas. It makes sense. So Man. anyway, they tie up they tie up Remo Williams. Yeah. And uh daybreak comes and the other granite brother is trying to drown the Cajun to get information or murder. It's hard to tell. And a little of a lot of column A, a lot of column B. Yeah. And El Paso's like, hey, maybe don't drown that guy in that nasty puddle. And he's like, No, I will drown this guy. And then they have a fight, a knife fight Which, at that. Uh, well, I mean, you couldn't have a gunfight because no one's got rounds at this point. Because fucking Remo Williams just shot all of his rounds up into the air, trying to scare the the trapper. And Casper is like, you fucking dumbass. You just shot off all of your live rounds. What were you doing? Yeah. So they have a super well choreographed night fight. Yep. We brought a knife to a gunfight. Now it is a knife fight. Sorry. And how does this knife fight end, Chris? Uh, it ends with the Cajun guy screaming, kill him, kill him. And El Paso uh, gutting the Granite Brother. Yeah. So he like stabs him in the fucking pelvis. That was fucked up. That yeah. made my stomach hurt. When he swung up and fucking stabbed him in the groin... That's, that's where the fuck. That's where the femoral arteries are. Dude, that yep. was nutty. My notes say uh Trapper knows at least two words of English. Fuck Reese. <laughs> well, it turns out he knows more. Trapper dipped grave number three. Yep. And so they bury all three guys, but and they, they leave their machine guns stand in like stuck into the ground there, like crosses and put the cross. Yeah. But I have a tattoo of a battlefield cross. I yeah, but I feel like if you're in the Army National Guard, you probably shouldn't be leaving fucking machine guns behind in the bayou. I mean, I, mean, I would say Casper yeah. has Casper has forty feet of rope in his pack. He states that earlier. Find some fucking down twigs and make some fucking crosses with it. Keep your guns. It's not Vietnam, guys. Right. Well, they don't have bullets, so guns aren't as helpful as you might think. They got well. well I don't know. Like a baseball bat. But Chris, you know, shit's getting serious when they fucking strap their bayonets on those guns. That's true. Every time I come to your house for a podcast, I'm going to bring an assault rifle with no bullets in a what for it whatsoever, and see if I can hurt you with it. <laughs> you can get butt faced. Could definitely get butt faced. <laughs> you ever been rifle whipped? Now, that's what butt facing is, Brett. When you yeah, put the rifle whip sounds so much worse. No, I don't know. Butt faced sounds kind of funny. You're about to get butt, butt faced. Sounds like something you would have called somebody in the nineties. <laughs> rifle whip sounds like a dislocated jaw and several missing teeth. To get back to wrestling, I think butt face was Rikishi's finisher. <laughs> don't you mean Yokozuna? No, I mean Rikishi. Fuck your new school bullshit. I like Yokozuna. Dude, that was Attitude Era. That ain't new school. <laughs> Some attitude play after Yokozuna. 
Por que no los yeah. He's over I here talking about the gold age. Three. I watched Hulk Hogan fucking body slam the uh, Andre the Giant. No. Bundy. King Kong Bundy? King Kong yeah. Alba, yeah. King Kong Bundy. And Andre the Giant. Oh, pig. One was WrestleMania 2, one was 3. I don't know. I just wish someone like would have like offered to buy uh, George, like, uh, what was it? Was it George? George the Animal Steel, like, fucking dinner? Like, just say, hey, George, I'll buy... He the sandwich so he didn't have to eat the foam out of the turnbuckles anymore. Exactly. Let him, take, give him and Miss Elizabeth a fucking date night. I'm just glad <laughs> we went from the worst horror podcast to the worst wrestling podcast. <laughs> we're really branching out. I mean, if we're going to be the worst... Chris, that, we're gonna be the worst. We couldn't have been the worst wrestling podcast. If we're gonna be the worst, we're gonna be the worst at everything. Yeah, That's true. We're gonna be the best at being the worst. Yeah, I say that everybody should check out the Jim Cornette podcast. I like him. Yeah, Jim Cornette's uh, a wild dude. Yeah, I've Jim not heard Cornette him. Is fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway. anyway. Back to the podcast we started. Um, we barely digressed this episode. We needed that. Barely. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, so they leave the machine guns back as battlefield crosses with their helmets on them, and they go wandering through the bayou some more. Um, helicopter flies overhead looking for them. They try to signal the chopper to no avail. Nope. Because they're all wearing olive drab inside a bayou, which is all olive drab. Yeah. So they uh they decide to. Well, first, Stucky freaks out and starts shooting. They're like he thinks he he thinks he sees Charlie in the trees. Yeah, and they're like the fuck, fuck Stucky, and it turns out he was right. They get split up. So Stucky... are really coming at him, dude. Yeah, like, they start dropping trees on him. Yeah, which I was amazed. I was like, man, I don't know how these Bayou guys are strategically dropping trees at set intervals, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but here's the thing. is like those those trees were like... Territory, dog. They're like four feet wide. So at most, you have to run two feet in either direction... To get out of the way of them. Yeah, well, they were hoping they were going to Prometheus it and run straight. Yeah. But I think actually what they were trying to do was herd them somewhere. It was, I think, was was how I interpreted that. Yes. And they uh, they get split up during the tree felling. They wanted to kill them. I mean, if they wanted to kill them, they would have just blew their fucking brains out like SARS. They were just trying to contain them and fuck with them. And, uh... So Stucky, please don't gloss over the soup can IED. And Sarge gets and uh, what was his name? Parva. 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 So they get split up. He doesn't want a large. He doesn't want a leader cola. Large Farva. Thank you. And uh, El Paso, the crazy guy who's tied up, and uh, Keith Carradine. Or Bowden 
Yeah, it's Bowden. And bootleg John Leguizamo. Yes. Uh, Carradine is the smirky dude. The blonde guy. Yeah, yeah. the long hair. The guy I who him for the most part, but I got a name on him somewhere. It starts with an A. It's like Anderson or something. Oh, you don't call him like a uh, young Kwai Chang Kang? It is, the only thing I see right is Lonnie Bowden and blonde guy left. Can we call him Little Grasshopper? I'll bang your wife if you die. Oh yeah, because he's like, yeah, him and him and El Paso are talking, and he's like, "How long have you been married?" And El Paso's like, five years, I think he says. And he's like, "Well, yeah." And he's like, "Well, if you'll die, I'll take care of your wife." And by that, I mean banger. Yeah. When they have a laugh. When they <laughs> dug up the fucking corpses. Somewhere around there. Yeah. But uh, so they're all split up. Bootleg John Leguizamo tries to chase down the chopper in quicksands. That was that was fucked, man. The way that that guy died. Yeah, that was that made me think of that meme that was as a child of the eighties. I feel like I was I was told that I was more like much more likely to die of quicksand than I actually was. Yeah, it's like all the eighty movies with people like clips of all the eighties movies people dying in quicksand, like Artax and uh, yeah, the Dread Pirate Roberts. It definitely had some real never-ending story energy. Yeah. What a shit way to die. So, uh, Farva. Like, the last thing you see of Stucky are his eyes and hair. And then the next scene is the same exact landscape that he was at, but he's just not there anymore. He's gone underground. He's tripping, dog. He's looking for Quado. He's, he's six underground he's now. Way too hard. He's gone full sneaker pimp. That was, I was going to say, was you talking about the sneaker pimps? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. But I like that. I like Six Underground by them. You're, that's the only good album they made. You're a weird guy, Troy. <laughs> I'll learn more and more weird shit about you every week. <laughs> I mean, if it was like a popular song in the 90s, I probably know it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the sneaker pimps were popular in the 90s? Uh, they played Six Underground on our alternative music station there, yeah, in Iowa, yeah. You really got to go on your definition of popular and in the 90s, because popular in the 90s is like the Backstreet Boys. Popular no, late 90s. Popular in an area of Iowa where nine people graduated at the same time and the roads were dirt. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> we, we were a large class. We were 48. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't we mean to... Literally the largest class to graduate from my high school at the time with 48 people. <laughs> I didn't mean to misrepresent my bad, but this was, Hey, this was the radio station that was played in the same town that fucking Slipknot formed in. Okay. I was going to say, Troy probably went to the same school as Corey Taylor. So maybe we should just like be cool. You know, I did not, but I was about, I grew about 30 miles from him. But also, I grew up five minutes from from coming. Nice. Yep, coming Iowa. It's a place. Always C- just barely away. C u m m i n g. I mean, like they didn't they didn't pull any punches. So uh, anyway, movie, right? Sure. Yeah. I think we watched we watched one this week, right? I think so. Yeah. About I, wrestling. I, 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 I vaguely remember it. I think it was. Hey. Probably- Moving off of that bridge. 
It was the one with like Powers Booth as an FBI agent, right? It was Frailty. Yeah, we watched Frailty. Oh, good. With Matthew McConaughey. The so characters anyway. got better English now. So anyway, uh, Stucky dies in quicksand, like you do in the swamp, and um, they go looking for him. And Spencer slash Little Grasshopper. Um, Arva. No. Casper. No, Spencer. Casper is Farva. I know, and I'm not talking about him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keith Carradine, a.k.a. Spencer, a.k.a. Little Grasshopper. Uh, blonde guy. Yes, blonde guy. Said, decides that what they should do is split up and look for him, and they'll fire every five minutes. If you find him... Every five minutes, fire shot in the air, and the other group should come towards you. If after an hour, they don't find each other, they don't find them, they should each start firing a shot in the air every five minutes and head towards each other. Yeah. That was pretty gangster. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty because cause Parva at this point has pretty much lost all control and the ability to function as a person. Yeah. But you know what he's good at, Brett? Dude. But you know what Parva's really good at, Brett? Uh, tackling burger punks? No. Jerking off oh. trees. Oh, yeah, dick branches. He did have that branch that was a clear penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so but they go, they split up, and Parva and, was it low, low rent John Leguizamo? No, he's dead. Y'all he's are dead. getting... Sp- you're getting Stucky and big, dog. that ain't Stucky. John Leguizamo oh, is different than Stucky. John Leguizamo, right? But Stucky's in the swamp. He died. Stucky died, so it's not Stucky. No, it's bootleg John yeah. Leguizamo. He died, didn't he? It's Stucky. It's no, the same Stucky. damn person. No, it's there's different. There's a there is Stucky, and then there's another Latino dude. So you're yeah. telling me the guy that fired off the blanks at the Trappers is not who we've been calling poor man John Leguizamo? No. No. That's Stucky. That's Stucky. Oh, I know that's Stucky. Yeah, Stucky dies in the quicksand, doesn't he? That's poor man's John Leguizamo. Oh, okay. Anyway. so that's Stucky, dog. I'm pretty sure Stucky is the one who died. Whatever. Stucky is stuck. Chris is like, no, I have my book. It quite clearly states that Chris is like, more- I'm an old man. Well, I say it's right. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So apparently we're racist and can't tell them apart. Lovely. Yikes. Yeah. You guys uh, are. Chris is racist. <laughs> Chris is woke. Um, no, Chris is lit. We're woke. <laughs> I think Chris is woke. You're lit. And I guess I'm, that makes me racist, but, hey, um, you're um, yes. Yeah. So, one dude dies in the quicksand, and then Parva and another guy go running off into the swamp looking for the dude who, who fell into the quicksand. And Little Grasshopper and El Paso and Granite Brother go looking in the other direction for the guy who died in the quicksand. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you have the dick stick. Yeah. <laughs> Which, for for listeners, is a scene where Parva, like dives for cover behind a swamp or before behind a stump. I'm sorry. He's in a swamp and he reaches up and like pulls himself up and the fucking like tip of this bit of stump that he's holding 
Like it's even pink on top. Like it just looks like a fucking dick. And I'm it's just got like, head on it and stuff, dude. There's like a clear shaft and head to this thing, so <laughs> it looks like an erection, not just a dick, but an erect penis. Yeah. Like, so uh, yeah, if you uh, I if you're not a part of our Discord, th- these are the things that you miss out on: is me posting pictures like this and uh, asking like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> We are not the most juvenile people, believe it or not, but this really, really looks <laughs> like, like a dick. penis. Like, there's a head to shaft, and part of it's purple. It's fine. <laughs> it was my favorite part of the movie. I'm going to go back and check. I think our time stamps are like three seconds apart. I think yeah. we took the same picture. Because, <laughs> like, last while, I was like, oh my God, that's the same thing. And I know people are trying to wonder about me now because last episode I was like, the hilt on that sword looked like a pair of balls. And now I'm like, this stump looks like a dick. So I don't know. I guess I'm turning into that kid from Superbad. You know, bro, I don't, I don't think they're just starting to worry about you or wonder, whichever you've said. That's true. That's probably been happening for a while now. You're fine, buddy. That's okay. No, so, but you'll, you'll be all right. Uh, I'll survive. The takeaway no, from the you'll, you'll you'll have some sort of manageability through all this. Yes. So the uh, I guarantee it. the dick stick takeaway is that Spencer Spencer is that right? I don't know anymore. It doesn't matter. Farva. I don't Farva is know. not Spencer. Spencer's not Farva is Casper dog. Yeah. Who cares? Farva throws and fucking movie all together. There is no Spencer. Spencer is is Blondie. Spencer is non-existent. Spencer is Blondie. But anyway, Chris, they, grenade. They, yeah, he throws a he throws a grenade. It blows up. He gets got. He gets shot down like a firing squad by the trappers. Yeah, who, went down, dog. Who at first I thought they were shooting fucking black right black powder rifles. Given the barrels, but then they load them with with cartridges, so they're just regular rifles. But I was like, "Is that a fucking black powder rifle that they're shooting?" It was not. Yeah, so so Farva bites it, and somehow the other guy dies. Yeah, the trappers shoot him. That's the takeaway. Yeah, yeah. So basically, all we're left with is El Paso, Little Grasshopper, and. Uh, Granite face. Remo Williams. And they all uh, set up camp for the night. They're woken the next day by the sound of a train. Because mm-hmm. it turns out they're close to the tracks. Yep. And they look up on the tracks and see. They see uh, the one armed Cajun. And. Uh, old crazy granite brother hung from the bottom of the train tracks, the trestle. Yeah, Remo, William, Remo Williams' adventure uh, was over. His, his adventure had ended. He was hanging, dog. Hanging out. And uh, the trapper says, hey, you should go that way. You go that way. You'll find a road, and then you can follow that to the interstate or whatever. Basically, he tells them how to get out. Because they were the ones, they were the nicest to him. And so he's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't die. So I'm going to tell you the way out. 
So they start heading that way, and then they hit a road and promptly ask someone for a ride, which I think is not what they were told to do. Yeah. So they, but they get a ride and they take them to Cajun Town. Yeah. If I could, my notes read this fucking trapper, his English is great now. And then there's two. This feels like a setup. A nice couple with a truck. What a fucked up little village. Lonnie doesn't trust this shit. Lonnie is hardened. Yes. And then, uh, so they go there and they go to, like, everyone's inside of a building dancing to some Cajun music being sung by a guy with a triangle while some guy plays a fiddle and their guy plays an accordion. Yeah. And, man, that fucking guy was, like, rocking that triangle as hard as you can possibly rock a triangle. That's fair. Pretty into it. I mean, that triangle might have satisfied Christopher Walken. Yeah, it's no cowbell, but it's damn close. Yeah, I think he, I think he was rocking it hard enough. He could have, he could have uh, killed uh, almost Christopher Walken's the, fever. Uh, the the cowbell of triangles. That guy was rocking it like it was a cowbell of triangles. Yes, and so they're they're and and, and little grasshopper gets invited to dance with some dark haired Cajun lady, and so he's dancing with her. Dancer. The what? Dancer, that's what she was saying. Yeah, voulez-vous danser is what she says. And, Dancer. Uh, yeah, well, voulez-vous danser, is, I believe, is French for would you dance with me, but I'm not certain. Que passe, mi armana. Um, yes. And uh, and then, uh, but meanwhile, El Paso's looking out the window and sees the guys he thinks are probably the trappers uh, roll up into town and These new fuckers are bad news. Yep. And so he's like, we probably should get the fuck out of here before these guys see us because they might try to kill us. And so he tries to leave and gets kind of like cornered by the trappers. So he turns These around. These are bad news. Yeah. He also sees like a couple of pigs get shot in the head uh, by the by the residents. And then they, they, they like slaughter them right there. And we are treated to treat quote unquote treated to that. So yep. that was yeah. wild and unnecessary. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of a whole, like, look at these people. Like, it's like, isn't this scary that they'll just slaughter things right here? I guess. I don't know. It's, I, I it's, weird, but it's terrifying. I think it's meant to make you uncomfortable, which I probably does. If you are. this. <laughs> Yep. And uh, so they get chased back into the dance club. Well, El Paso grabs a knife. Right. And he decides he's going to go out and uh, hunt down the Cajun guys. Heads to some kind of barn or something. I don't know what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. The Cajun guy gets a drop on him, manages to put one in his shoulder. Right. But uh, Blondie, little grasshopper, heads heads that way, freaks him out with his blanks, gives uh El Paso enough time to stab him in the dick. Yep. Dick stab, yikes! 
my I've had a lot of I've seen a lot of uh, crotchal trauma this weekend because I also watched Ozark and this. Not me, just the normal amount. Well, twice the amount that you've seen, basically. Crotchal. Yep, crotchal trauma. Crotchicular trauma. Crotchicular. Yes. And uh, two more of the, the remaining Cajuns show up. They start chasing him through the barn thing. He uh, rifle rifle. He butt faces one of the guys. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Butt face. That's my, new, that's my new favorite term. And uh, takes him out. One of them's still chasing him. Oh, and he puts his motherfucking bayonet on because you yeah. know that makes it serious. Yeah. And as the guys and they do, like they they make like a ritual, like they focus on it like it's a ritual. When he like just puts it over the barrel and snaps it into place, and you're like, oh, it's supposed to make you be like, oh fuck, shit's getting real. Yeah. And uh, just when things are looking bleak for old uh, little grasshopper. The uh, El Paso shows up and grabs the guy, and then a uh, little grasshopper bayonets him 27 times in the guts. You gotta make sure you perforate all of the intestine. And they uh, they get the hell out of there, see a helicopter, chase it down, and then weird slow motion happens. What do you mean, Chris? Well, they uh they're following the chopper and then a Jeep pulls up and then it's just weird slow mo. And then it Yeah. Ends. Yeah, then that's it. <laughs> what an abrupt ending. I was like, are they like are they trying to make it extra dramatic because it's not actually the military in those vehicles? Or are they trying to make it dramatic because it is? And why would I? Mm, yeah, I have so many questions about that ending. None of which will be answered here on this podcast. But you know what question will be answered, Chris? No. What Brett thinks about this movie. Well, just real quick, my note, they round out. Uh, Let's see, those, these nooses are bad news, knife time, maybe the nooses are fine, don't let Lonnie go out like that, dick stab, yikes, rifle bat, Lonnie ain't dead, those trappers sure are though, helicopter ending, helicopter again, what an abrupt ending. Yeah, that Which sums it up. Yep. What do you think of the movie Hot Atlanta? We already asked you. I already implied that you were going to say that. Yeah. Because mm. I was like, "Yo, question's going to be answered." What Brett thinks about how, what Hotlanta thinks about this movie? Oh, Hotlanta! I'm so sorry. I didn't know who this Brett guy was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I liked it. Uh, the actors, they all did their jobs well. Like, you know, I like the Chris, the Granite Brothers. That was nice. I hate to give you credit for literally anything, but the Granite Brothers, that was good. I understand that. That was good. You will get one overly aggressive pet on the head the next time I come to your house to do a real podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> it's like you're not know, right? I hope it hurts your neck. <laughs> uh, the location shots were great. Uh, was this all? Was this filmed in Louisiana? 
Yep. No, it was filmed in Texas. Huh. Troy, for Troy, I knew that you would know. They still, I mean, it all looked good, you know. It, it, I felt like we were in Louisiana. It was swamps and woods as far as I knew. I mean, they uh, are next to each other, so. Right. I am pretty partial to war, war dramas. Uh, my dad, he's gone, but he was in Vietnam, three tours, communications, all that stuff. So I have a, a certain partialness to war dramas. But this was this was good. This was accurate. My dad could not have watched this movie. That is how accurate this movie was. I always like to see people being hunted because I would one light day like to hunt people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, haha. The score was nice. The score was good. It was very, uh, it was like Vietnam War Deliverance fucked, and this was its baby. I was into that. So, yeah, I don't fuck with trappers. Uh-huh. Don't fuck with trappers. If only when someone had pulled out, out the hot beers. Are you going to go fuck with some trappers, Chris? Is that what you're going to do after the podcast? I mean, they lost at the end. Are you going to go fuck with some trappers after the podcast? Uh, Reply hazy. Try again later. Then I was right. (laughs) Only if we call him Hawkeye Pierce. The Hawkeye Pierce. Then he'll fuck with some trappers. I was was into it. It it could have been 10 minutes shorter. There were a lot of scenes where it just kind of I, I like the I like the scenery, but they showed it just a little bit too much. There's like three or four kind of drawn out scenes of swamp and woods that I could have did without. That literally had no fucking dialogue. It was just swamp and woods. But other than that, I really I enjoyed this one. It was good. It was different. It was a war drama. So yeah, no, I was into it. I'd watch it. My turn. Chris O'Roy. It was okay. I didn't go for the inciting incident, personally. They were like, eh, this is all flooded. Well, we should probably steal a bunch of shit. Didn't seem like a great plan, but okay. And it was, it was fine. It was interesting enough I mean I I have precious little to say about it honestly it was okay I just didn't it didn't hook me at the beginning so I just kind of went along with it it was fine it's because you're too woke Chris that you you would not feel uh, the white privilege to just take the canoes without a yeah, asking. How many horror movies would there be if people made rational decisions in horror movies? Characters made rational decisions in horror movies. Fair enough. Not a whole lot. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's I mean, if you're going to watch something from this director, I'd probably tell you to watch The Warriors instead. But it's fine. I mean, I give it a solid meh. Doesn't it's it's a fine movie. It's okay. Better than some, worse than others. Yeah, I mean, middle of the road, all the way, baby. What do you say, Troy? Uh, Just like Chris. I generally liked it. Um, 
it, there was a lot of like just slogging through the bayou that I could have done without. I kind of expected the the trappers to be a, a stronger presence in the film. I kind of would have enjoyed that more if they had tormented these guys, like really like tormented these guys instead of just chased them around a little bit here and there. Uh, they should have had a little more visible presence. I agree with you there. They could have turned up their visible presence a little bit throughout the film. Yeah. I mean, they weren't quite as much of a threat as I wanted them to be. Um, it did kind of smack of like cannibal Holocaust to me a little bit with, you know, the uh, white, the, the white, may, they, they are hunters and trappers. They're not, they're trying to be subtle. They weren't trying to be seen. That's true, but they still could have. They just, were biding their time. They could have tormented. I would have preferred. Watching... To, I would have preferred if they tormented the guys more. Is what I'm saying. Like if they had been more of a a more present threat, maybe not visible threat, but present threat. I would have enjoyed it more. Um, but yeah, the, the smack has it kind of smacks Campbell Holocaust with me, like to me because you have the the outsiders who come and just fuck up the native shit and then are surprised when the natives get pissed off about it. So I kind of like that. Um, cause I, I was a fan of cannibal Holocaust. Um, generally I, I, I'd say watch it. It's the, it has its boring parts. There was the part where I was just checking my phone a whole lot, but overall I think it is an enjoyable movie. So Watching we- people, Either time is not very entertaining. No. So what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Brobs the Boy 2. Whatever the hell as, that is. As suggested by <laughs> Dairy Tech. Yeah. Hi, Dairy Tech. Complicated. Good old Dairy Tech. But I always love to hear from Dairy Tech. I know that title just sounds like someone like pulled three words out of the English language and put them together. Yeah, yeah, but Dairy Tech, man, that's my bro, dog. He's like six times cooler than Chris. At least. And Dairy Tech, that's my homie from way back. He did bring us The the Collector, which was a good movie. Cooler than Chris. Yeah, so what if other people cooler than me want to recommend stuff? How would they do that? Hotlanta. Oh, well, that's me. Generally. I suppose you could start with SlaughterhousePrincess.com. That's where you can find all of your Slaughterhouse Princess stuff, like our presence on Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube and Stitcher and iTunes and Spotify. And you can email us at SlaughterhousePrincessPodcast.com. You can bark at your Alexis to make us yell Slaughterhouse Princess. Is that right? Is that the way that you say that? All all of that was correct, Hotlanta. Every single word of it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the internet. We're all over that. And uh, nothing else where you can't find us in, like, print. That doesn't make any sense. Yet. Chris is going to start a a column soon in uh, (laughs) Brew Your Own Magazine. Chris is going to start scribing episodes, starting episode one. Yeah, not like scripts. He's like, if I have to read books, I'm gonna start writing books. I'm gonna start writing Slaughterhouse Princess fucking novels. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be marvelous. It'll be tremendous. The best novel ever. 
We're going to make Slaughterhouse Princess great again. Uh-huh. So come back next time for <laughs> Brahms the Boy 2. The world is a dumpster fire, and we are the kerosene. And while other podcasts think about movies, I guess we'll be pouring kerosene on dump fi- dumpster fires. Bye! If you heard the way he talks to me, that's as polite as I feel like I need to be.